This is Shifting Our Schools episode 103, One Tech Coach and a Whole Lot of Teachers. One of our biggest things in our district, our, one of our initiatives is attendance. And so the teachers are like, if we want our kids to be here, us teachers need to be here as well. And so they don't want to, you know, um, they feel it's important to stay in the classroom. So I'm trying to bring in computational thinking as well. I'm learning that as well to bring that in for STEM hours. Listen up, educators. Are you looking to take your classroom to the next level? The technological shift in education is happening right now. If you're looking to integrate technology into your classroom, you're in the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Well, welcome back to Shifting Our Schools. Thank you for listening and subscribing to us in your favorite podcast player. If you aren't subscribed, you can do that right now. Just go and search for Shifting Our Schools in whatever podcast player you use, and you should find us, and you can click the little subscribe button and never miss an episode. We really do appreciate all of you who continue to spread the word about Shifting Our Schools. We know that we get more listeners through word of mouth than any other single avenue, so thank you for being part of our community. I've had a few listeners email me over the past couple of weeks thanking me for the time and energy it takes to make the podcast. No, the reason I do this is for you, for the community, as a way to give back to a community that took me from being a fourth grade teacher to a world traveling speaker and provider of professional development globally for teachers, schools, and administrators. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't heard the full story of my life's journey, then you might want to go back and listen to episode 31. It's a great way to just kind of get to how do we get to where where I am today and uh, take you on a, on a journey with a cup of coffee uh, as I kind of relive uh, how in the world a fourth grade teacher ends up uh, in, in the position that, that I am now. So that's episode 31. If you uh, haven't been listening for very long, you want to go back, that's the episode where you get to hear the journey of where I am today. And I can't believe I started this journey 15 years ago when I started blogging on The Thinking Stick, and that really was a moment for me. But you can hear the rest of that back in episode 31. I've had a few of you reach out and ask what you could do to help support our efforts here at Shifting Our Schools. And if you would like to help us, really the best thing you can do for us is leave us a review or rating on iTunes or anywhere you find us that has a rating system for podcasts. Honestly, it means so much to me when people take time out of their busy days to just leave a rating or review for us. It truly is a way to give back and to help all of us at uh, who are podcasters and all of us here at Shifting Our Schools, um, just to continue to spread the message. And it's not just here at Shifting Our Schools. If you listen to a lot of different podcasts and you want to find a way to give back, it takes no money. It just takes time and a little bit of effort. Just leave reviews for every one of your favorite podcasts. It's just a great way to help promote us. The way the algorithms work in iTunes is they really are based off of reviews and ratings. So the more you have on your podcast, the more you come up in search results. So thank you for those of you who have already taken time to do that. And if you'd like, to, uh, you know, that's really uh, the the best thing you can do for us here. <clears throat> um, we just, we freely love to, to do this. There's a little bit of it in for me that this is my PD hour. Uh, I get to spend time talking with educators and it's my own professional development growth. I just record the conversation and that's what I love about this and, and being able to give this back to you. So no one left a Flipgrid response to win a free copy of Classroom Management in the Digital Age last November, last month. So we'll put that back in the pile and try again in a few months. 
So this month, that is December of 2019, we're giving away a load of Flipgrid stickers that I received from Flipgrid. These are stickers you can give to your teachers who use Flipgrid in your school. If you are a coach or an admin, maybe you want to promote that or give them to students. If you are a teacher who uses Flipgrid in your classroom and you want to give kids stickers, this might be something that you want for them as well. If you head on over to Flipgrid, you'll find a video from me showing you all the different stickers that I have and I will mail them to you if you win this month's contest. How do you win, you ask? Well, it's pretty simple. You can leave us your Flipgrid response by going to sospodcast.org and clicking on Flipgrid at the top or using the Flipgrid code SOSpodcast, all one word, all lowercase, SOSpodcast, in the app, download the Flipgrid app to your phone, type in SOSpodcast, and boom, you can log in right there and leave us your Flipgrid response right from your phone. We will also be using your responses in upcoming episodes of Shifting Our Schools as well so that we all continue to learn from each other. This week, we talk about being a technology coach, supporting multiple schools in the district. So there are two different questions for you, one if you are a coach and one if you are an educator and teacher. So here are your questions that you can go over to Flipgrid and leave the response to and enter to win these Flipgrid stickers. So coaches, your question is, what is one strategy that you have used to open doors to classrooms and start building those relationships with teachers? So coaches, what is one strategy you have used to open doors to classrooms and start building those relationships with teachers? Teachers, educators, what is one thing a coach can do to support you and make you feel willing to reach out for that support? I think it's such a great question. There's so many times that coaches want to know, what can I do? So educators, if you would help and leave a Flipgrid response and say, here's one thing that I have had a coach do that really made me feel supported, uh, made me feel willing to reach out and ask for support, uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. Again, just record your answers to one of these questions over at our Flipgrid to enter your chances to win a whole stack of Flipgrid stickers for your school or classroom. This is how we all grow by sharing and learning from each other. This week, Chris Butler and I have a chat with David Steiner, who is a new technology coach in his school district. Chris, David, and I talk different strategies and ways coaches can find themselves supporting a district of teachers. And what are those strategies that you can do? And how do you help support, especially when you are one tech coach supporting a whole lot of schools? So we look at big and small ways to support those teachers. I hope you enjoy this episode. And with that, on with the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. So great to be here uh, with Chris and David. Uh, just uh, three couple, three guys hanging out, talking <laughs> tech, talking coaching. Uh, just a good night, good night for that. Uh, so we'll uh, have David introduce himself here in just a bit. Chris, let's get started with you. How was your day uh, at work? I like that this has become almost a part of our It's, it's kind of a thing, right? Now. It's like, yeah. it's like Chris, we need to come up with like a segment of the show that's like, <laughs> like a day in the life of Chris Butler or something, I love it. you know? <laughs> yeah, we should make that happen. Uh, um, <laughs> so I was, so it's really interesting right now, and I was kind of sharing this before we started recording the episode, but kind of riding a roller coaster in the district right now. Um, as a, it's a fairly new position, there was a half-time instructional coach last year. I'm the first full-time instructional technology coach, um, and it's a district-wide position, um, sort of like what 
Tisha was talking about when we had her on a couple of weeks ago, but um, smaller district, I have eight schools that I'm working with, but it's interesting because they, the district is in the final year of their tech rollout, but it was only a three-year rollout. Um, and the trainings have been um, targeted at specific schools. So like the elementary schools got some training a couple years ago, the middle schools got some training and now we're kind of focusing on the high school. Um, but as you know, Jeff and probably David, you can probably talk about this also. Um, early on in the implementation, a lot of times we're not getting to those higher levels. If you're talking about like a, of the SAMR model, we're not sure. getting to those higher levels mm -hmm. of modification and redefinition where, where it's more of those substitution type pieces. Um, and so I had, just as an example, um, I a lot of it is from the teachers I'm getting just, will you teach me how to use this app mm -hmm. in my classroom? But there's not a whole lot of instructional change happening um they're kind of doing the same thing they used to do but now they're doing it on computers it's a good step in but it's not right. where we want to go um it's, it's always it's, a still that in, it's that enhancement mindset right like right. how can i do something how do i not change what i've always done and just enhance right what i'm doing not right. actually rethink the way i right. teach yeah exactly exactly um so last night i had a professional development session planned um and it was all wrapped around kind of the bigger idea of the why, why are we using technology? How can it change what we do in the classroom? Looking at the SAMR model, looking at blended learning um, and kind of that big idea focus. And unfortunately we only had one person signed up so I had to cancel. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say postponed because I want to do it. Um, yeah. postponed. Um, but it just, it didn't happen. So that was kind of a bummer for me. But on the flip side, I said I was kind of riding a roller coaster in the district. On the flip side, um, I talked couple episodes ago last episode about how we're doing where I'm working with the library um, instructional mm -hmm. assistants and we are teaching them how to do green screen and video clips and I've been in the class in the libraries with the kids doing that the last week or so last four days and it's been amazing they're so excited to be That's doing awesome. cool things and creating video and yeah. learning how to do that and they're they, it's, they're just like I, I they're like kids in a candy store it's wonderful. yeah right yeah it's, it's so, so cool, cool. Huh? so that's that's filling my cup right now yeah so, that's awesome yeah. that's awesome well we're gonna um well i mean uh, david's a coach as well so we're gonna spend yeah. a lot of time today unpacking that and and even talking deeper i think it'd be really good for us to just kind of dig into some of that stuff chris that you're talking about yeah. um and, and see where that go but dave uh thank you david for joining us tonight really appreciate it uh let's go ahead and get your story your background how'd you end up in education how'd you end up in the big town of Toppenish? Okay, so my name is David Steiner. I'm the Instructional Technology TOSA um, for this Toppenish School District. Um, and my story is quite unique um, in different ways. I, uh, <clears throat> I first wanted to be a music educator. Um, so I went to um, CBC to, and started my endeavor there and started my, all my music stuff. Went to Central Washington University. And, um, and that's where I made the switch from music to elementary ed. Um, but my whole thing was ever since high school, I wanted to be an educator. And cool. so, and it was because of my band teacher, actually, that I wanted to be an educator. So um, I went through there, went and got my education degree. And then I spent a couple years in Ellensburg teaching, substituting, and then uh, Toppenish actually, uh, I applied in Toppenish. They called me up to actually become a 
band instructor. So that's <laughs> well, how I got into go. the district. <laughs> there you go. So, and then a few years ago, I became the library media specialist um, at, okay. at an elementary school. And that's where my love for tech really started. Um, I always had a thing for tech, but yeah. ever since I started that library media specialist job, that was where everything kicked off. People were coming to me for technology issues or um, how to incorporate technology in their, um, within their uh, classroom and lessons. And it was on a small scale. So, um, but that led to this position that I have now, which is the technology TOSA. And it's a, actually a brand new position. That's right. yeah. um, oh, and it's cool. just district wide, just like what you said, Chris, it's district wide and it's a brand new position. So it's, it's still in its infancy. So I'm still learning as I go of what yeah. I need to do. And so um, I have some goals that I'm trying to complete as well. So mm. and cool. for, for people that don't know a lot about central uh, Washington state or in this town of Toppenish, can you kind of give an idea of like how big your schools, how many kids you have elementary, middle school, high school type thing? So we have rough, we have two bigger elementary schools. That's roughly about 600 students. Um, two smaller elementary schools, about 425. Um, I'm not sure about the high school and middle school, but the middle school has a lot of kids. We're, we're kids con too. constantly growing, but we're in rural, uh, rural Washington. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of migrant families. We're um, 85 to 90% um, Hispanic migrant families. Wow. Um, and then um, low income as well. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty well diverse in our mm. area and are you uh are you have has Toppenish been one-to-one -one for a while and what's your what's your um, tech it's, like so here's our tech so um we have one-to-one -one, uh six through 12 which uh, is really good but we're they don't take it home hmm. um and it's by classroom too so each each classroom has like a cart or they have um a stack that's on the wall yeah and that stays in there obviously yeah yeah they every all every single time the kid comes in and they grab yeah. a chromebook um and then at the end of the time they put them back so mm -hmm. and we're mostly chromebooks um we have a few labs they're virtual or pc mm -hmm. uh, I mean, elementary have devices elementary has devices uh k1 K1, well, I should say K5 has uh, iPads, but we're, um, that's just f usually for Project Lead the Way, but mm -hmm. we're pushing Chromebooks down lower into um, K through five as well. And one to one to one at that level or? No, we're not yeah. even close to one to one. Maybe two, one cart per grade level or two carts per grade level. Yeah. We're, we'll soon be one to one if uh, mm -hmm. funding yeah happens to yeah yeah sure. going. levy levy season's right around the corner here we're <laughs> right. yeah. Ready yeah. very much yeah. levy based here in the state of washington so yeah uh, yeah i got to go back out to the voters and, and ask for some more money for sure right. um I, you know it's funny that you i i love the transition that you moved from a library media specialist into the tectosa role and i find it I just, you know, as you, as you were talking about your story, I was just thinking like, has there been any greater change in educational, um, 
I guess, what am I trying to say? Like duties than the library media specialist. Like at one point when we talked about a mm -hmm. library media specialist, like that's where you went to check out the projector, the TV and the videotapes, right? And cassettes. Yeah. And that same person in this last couple of years is now the person mm -hmm. you run to when your laptop right. doesn't work. That yep. becomes literally a hardware specialist or I need ideas for apps mm -hmm. or, you know, I mean, I yeah. just think of if there's one single role in schools that I think has seen the greatest change uh, of what it means to be a library media specialist today. I mean, our idea of media is completely different than yeah. what most people ever dreamed that job was, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I love that, that from a Tectosa role. Um, so let's kind of, let's kind of, what are some things that you're doing? And, and Chris has shared on some of his other podcasts too, is being a first time tech coach or Tectosa in a school district that has never had that position before. What are some of the things you're trying to do, David, to kind of help people understand your job, um, and what you're there to do? Or are, are there some things you're trying to put in place? Are you sending out newsletters? What are, what are some of the things you're trying to do? Yeah. So, um, and this is since it was a brand new position um union wise we had to, i had to interview um i couldn't just step right in so when i interviewed there was already things that i wanted to do and one of the, one of the biggest things was a monthly newsletter hmm. um and um where we we go out and or i will write it up and it has tech tips in it it has um and we even have tech challenges where the um teachers will can enter this challenge and they win prizes um, and tr try to get more tech in there. Uh, and the, and we actually call it the Wildcat Tech Bites, um, B-Y-T-E. Mm -hmm. So um, I actually named that. It's like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so, and we, we even re I even rebranded our, uh, um, we had was called Workshop on Demands where it, that was our PD and uh, for tech is workshop on demands. And I was like, man, this does not look good. Cause every time people saw workshop on demand, they uh, instantly was like, I'm not going to do that. Cause it wasn't, <laughs> it didn't look It didn't look appetizing. Right, so, yeah. um, so I actually changed that to um, wild tech, wild tech Academy. Okay. Um, so that way it looks a little bit different and it's more, cohesive with the wild tech, wildcat tech uh, mm -hmm. emphasis that we're trying to put together mm -hmm. at our district. So, and how are you sending out that newsletter? Is it a weekly, monthly? It's, it's monthly. Um, I build it in Google slides and, okay. and then, um, then I convert it to PDF okay. and send it out. And, oh, and then uh, attachment as an, attachment yeah. as an email. Yep, it was live links in it and everything. Mm. So, and why why do you take the step to turn it into a PDF instead of just like making the Google slide view only and sharing it out with your district? Um, because I'm the owner, and so I don't have access to send it to district wide. Ah, so, um, so I just I just send make a PDF, send it to. Um, the tech director, which is my boss, and she sends it out. Okay. So. All right. So basically, you would have to enter in like every teacher's email address one by yes, one. Exactly. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. So, okay. so David, you mentioned your boss is the tech director, um, and as a, a new position um, as a tech tosa, a lot of times what I find happens, and you, I, 
talk about this if you if you want to here. So a lot of times I feel my job becomes almost people don't understand my job as a mm-hmm. instruct, instructional technology coach or tech toe. So they think I'm the one to fix computers or right. I'm, I'm on the IT side. So um, some districts will put their coaches in their curriculum and instruction hat in that group. Um, mm-hmm. You said that you're under your technology um, yeah. director. Um, is there some confusion in that? Is that a tough, is I always like I always tell them I'd rather be called an innovation coach or something to that effect yeah. because there's so much more involved in that. Um, can you talk to that a little bit? Have you experienced that at all? Uh, I have a little bit, and that's where we, um, my my tech director and I have talked a lot about this at towards the beginning of the um, year of how are we going to present this position to everybody. And we sent out emails and I've went to talk to people as well. One-on-one I've went to um, staff meetings and just expressed that I'm here to help you um, in the front end of things. The back end is for it and, and differentiate between the two. And whenever I get people that say, Hey, I need you to come fix this. I'm like, you got to put in a tech ticket, you know, get those IT so I'm drawing that line so they they know that I'm not just there to fix this or fix that um if it's something minor like a VGA cord or something I'm like hey here's one for you I mean I'll I'll put it set it up for you because that's that's a foot in the door too right I mean yeah yeah and and that's one of the biggest things that um I actually watched or listened to a webinar a couple weeks ago and about tech coaching and that was one of the biggest things was relationships yes yeah, for sure yeah. yeah and it was actually a casey bell i, I don't know mm, if you guys yeah. know case yeah casey bell was uh the webinar person um for that one and she she's uh her coaching session was relationships was the biggest Absolutely. thing and and that's where i'm still like building those relationships as well so um i mean it's well, that's so, really, I think that's a lot of what year one is, right? I mean, it's yeah, a new position. Yeah. People don't know, to your point, you don't know. Mm-hmm. I like what you're saying, Chris, is even having the word technology in your title sometimes mm-hmm. is not a good thing. Right. Um, right. You know, I mean, and I think that's the reason why every district calls them something different, something trying different. to figure yeah. out what that what right. that is. And you bring up a really good point, though, David, that it's this and we've talked about this forever in coaching. I mean, I was, I mean, I was a coach, my last school, I was a coach for the last, I don't know, eight years, nine years of my, when I was in the school and it, we, it was always a constant conversation over where do you draw that line of becoming the IT part aside, but yeah. like you were saying, Chris, it gets you a foot in the door. Yeah. And if it's about building relationships and you can solve a problem for somebody, the moment Mm -hmm. they have that problem, that's a foot in the door. And so it becomes this really, you know, this, this balancing act of not being pulled so that you're just running around putting out it fires all the day, Mm -hmm. but that you are able to support teachers and say, yeah, I am here to help. I'm here to support you. Um, You know, uh, and, and, I don't know if you ever figure out exactly where that line is, you know, but um, it is, it is for better or for worse. It's a way to get a foot in the door and start building relationships. You know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's, it's building those relationships. And like Chris said, it was getting that foot in the door. I mean, there's times where I, I will sit there and I will say, 
oh, I'm here. I'll just do it for you, you know, or I'll check it out. And if I can't solve it, okay, yeah. we'll put it, we'll, I'll teach you how to put a tech ticket in, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the instructional side, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Are either of you, um, I just interested can just brainstorming here as, as being in a new tech position and trying to put myself, if I was back in a school in 20, 19, 2020, and it was the first time a school district had ever had that position. I'm just trying to think of what are some things that I might try or I might think about doing. Um, and maybe you've tried them and, and, and they, they just don't work. I don't know at this point, but um, I'm almost thinking, you know, we know, especially because you both are like one person who is trying to support, you know, four elementary schools, two middle right. schools and a high school, or, you know, and yeah. I think you have eight schools, Chris, right? Yes. Yeah. Is there, is there a way, I, I wonder if there's a way of almost taking your, your newsletter idea and turning that into some kind of uh, video for people. I wonder if some kind of video content or even doing a, a, um, a screencastify how to quick tip, Mm -hmm. where people can mm -hmm. quickly watch a video. Like for example, we were talking about Flipgrid, I think before we got started is one of your yeah. favorite apps that you're really trying to push, you know, and just doing, right. you know, if you, if it was like Flipgrid's my app of the month and once a week, you're going to get a video, whether or not you watch it. I mean, you could put it on <laughs> YouTube and get some analytics mm -hmm. behind it if you really wanted right. to, but be able yeah. to push that out. A, I wonder, I just wonder, cause I don't know. Wonder, wonderments one, does that help people see your face? and just recognize who you are mm -hmm. Two, does it allow you then to explain you here's how I can support you or here's really what my role is in a way that is also adding value or giving value to teachers. And I don't know if that would work. Um, actually, actually we've been, like we've been talking about that in, uh, in our district. Um, my, the tech technology director and I have been talking about um, doing how to videos and actually having them on the school school district website. And so it's in the works. It's, you know, like, like I said, this is a new position. So everything's yeah. going to take a little bit of time, but we're, we're slowly getting there. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and Jeff, to that point, I, re I really like that idea of getting your face out there. Um, we, we, we've talked about, we talked about Voxer before versus a video chat and that sort of thing as a yeah. TLN type thing. Um, and just to get your face out there and your voice out there. So people kind of put, because I honestly haven't, I'm there. I haven't met everybody in my district yet. Yeah, There's exactly. no way. So yeah. for them to put a name with a face and a voice. Um, but I also think that like with your newsletter, David, um, and whether you can do like I've created um, a Google classroom with some building tech leaders that I have in the district and that sort. So just, multiple ways to get yourself mm -hmm. out there um yeah provide a, a cable if they need it help them yeah. you know sign get their computer set up whatever it is just a way to get out there as a coach and kind of be known for um that you're available and willing to help and that sort yeah. of thing and i was just looking because i i i mean it's not a it's not a new idea i was just looking it's episode 79 was the one that had come to yeah. mind if you want to go back and, and watch and i'll put a, i'll put a link to that episode in the show notes for people as well because we're referencing it um but episode 79 i was with the tech coaches in moses lake which is also oh, yeah. in the central part yep. um and they and i titled the the name of the title of the podcast is moses lake and the youtube tech coach challenge and <laughs> there there are two tech coaches there so there's two of them one of them is oh. focused on the high school and the other one does all of elementary and middle school. Um, but they, they 
amongst themselves have started a YouTube challenge where they <laughs> upload, they do this, they upload videos of anytime a teacher asks, you know, how do you do this? Or yeah. can you help me with that? They are making screencastifies, but they're challenging each other in that uh, the end of their, it. so they're sending these videos out to teachers, but at the end of it, it's like, don't forget to subscribe because I want to beat him or I want to beat her. Uh, cool. So it's this, they've created nice. this fun little game amongst the staff of looking and of course they're always kind of joking with each other like you know oh let me show you something that monica would never show you how to do like they just they've got this really good vibe and cool. and when you hear other teachers when other teachers come to the pd trainings with me they still they talk about them right yeah. and 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 they're building these relationships just through funny stupid videos yeah. that we yeah. all like to watch and in the meantime you're learning something about flipgrid or you know, whatever, whatever it happens to be, yeah. that, you know, Ed, Ed Puzzle, let me name your, name your app, that they're just kind of trying to like, oh, here's an app I found, or here's a tip, or if you ever thought about this, or some teacher the other day asked me about this, here's a quick fix for it, you know, Love it. Um, yeah. as a way to just do that. And so they've got their YouTube, their YouTube channels, and then they're trying to get all their teachers to subscribe to them. You know? so <laughs> it's kind of a fun little way. And I, I just wonder if there's something there where, um, yeah. you know, being kind of, for lack of a better word, dorky, uh, in a video or even at the end of like, even if it's just going out to your teachers at the end of the video saying, remember, please subscribe below, you know, type thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And to just kind of be that, that kind of playful, I'm here to support you kind of person. Yeah. I don't know. I like that. Yeah. I like that too. That's really cool. Yeah. I know that one of my, my goals this year to get into the buildings and get into, um, the, the classrooms is, um, I actually sent out an email and, to the administration um, wanting to, my goal is to work with one PLC in each building. Mm. Oh, that's great. Um, and so to help them incorporate the technology into their lessons. Uh, and so I'm, I've heard back from one school so far and that was only two weeks ago. So um, that, that email was sent out. So uh, okay. hopefully we'll hear from more, but yeah, that's my goal. And I think that's a way to get, also get uh, um, my name out there because one one thing my tech director said is if you do something for somebody they're going to go tell somebody else yes which is yeah, absolutely you know so true yeah yeah and then uh episode 100 was with tisha richmond and yeah. she taught she she called <laughs> it finding finding her sparks finding your sparks mm -hmm. right i mean i'm still thinking about that you know yeah where she was like you know you you have to as a tech coach when you are supporting multiple schools across the district how do you find those go-to people in each school um like you're saying like connect yourself to a plc mm -hmm. find the one teacher who's kind of the geeky teacher that you can be like okay you're my spark and then mm -hmm. you're, you're all in with that teacher because yep. um, you just need that one you need one thing to go right for the next teacher to say oh that was kind of cool i'll reach out to david too oh yeah. that was kind of cool yeah. I'll let me get Chris, you know, what's this Chris guy do? Well, let me bring him into my classroom, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know my tech director always says you got to uh, get the rabbits and then the tur turtles will follow. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yep. I mean, so true. So David, one thing that I did that we didn't at the high school in Hood River, um, we had a three day PD session, if you will, but I was in the mm -hmm. building um, and the teachers, they they were able to sign up for 
a consulting session is kind of what we called it. You could, mm -hmm. it could be during a class, I just drop in, I kind of see what they're doing, um, give some feedback like, hey, I saw you were doing um, journaling for your opening um, or for like an exit ticket, maybe you might try Flipgrid mm -hmm. and then I can support you in that in the future. So yeah. um, three days I could sign up for a half a period. It could be during class or during their plan period. Um, but it was just nice to to get me in the door and then maybe some follow-up mm -hmm. sessions, which has, it has led to. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know if that'd be something you guys could work into your, you could work into your job there, but it, it, it was a cool, it was a cool way of doing PD rather than just teaching 12 people that, that's 12 people. It's better than nothing, but yeah. in, you're in the building with them in their class. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I know that I have um, my CTE director too is actually pushing a lot of um, posting a lot of my stuff out to her, her clan as, as well. Um, like last night I had my Flipgrid training and it was the biggest training of the year. And, and three of them were actually para pros. Um, yeah. working working uh, through uh, either with special ed or um, their part-time special ed para pros and their part-time teachers um, so uh, so yeah they they were it was kind of awesome to see that mm, that's very cool that's cool yeah Chris as you kind of reflect on why you only got one person to sign up for your training yesterday can you, I mean, I know you're new to the district, so there's always trying to figure out like, is it, is it a thing that people aren't willing to travel? Uh, is it a, you know, like there's always the, there's right. always the timing thing, right? Like you worked yeah. all day. The last thing you want to do is go to a PD training. That's always, right. that's, that's always, that's a, that's a given, right? Right. Um, but as you kind of reflect on it, cause it's, you're not, it's not the first time it's happened. I guarantee no. you there's other no, coaches listening to this right now going like, yeah, that's the same problem <laughs> I'm having. Right. Um, but as you kind of reflect on it, what are you kind of thinking about? Because you, you say you, you postponed it, you're going to try and run this again, that you're kind of right. thinking about, okay, here's, here's my next approach, or here's something I'm kind of thinking I might want to do or try next time. Yeah. Um, so I think, so I have a series of six sessions planned out through this, through the year, one each month, um, kind of scattered at buildings throughout the district. So I'm kind of spreading the love that way. Um, so you're holding I them at different buildings, which is, buildings, kind of, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think part of it was quite honestly, uh, it might, I might've overshot the mark with mm. the idea behind it because like I, like I talked about earlier, a lot of it, a lot of what's the need the felt need right now is teach me how to use a specific app. Right. Show me where uh, to click. So show me where to click. Yeah. Um, and this was more of that big idea big picture type stuff so yeah. that might have i might have overshot the mark a little bit which yeah. i'm you know that's, that's good fine, reflection but, but i think it's really important that we get there so yeah maybe this would could be better mm. at the end of the year moving towards next year type mm, of thing I like after, that. that's you a know? great reflection um yeah but other than that yeah time is always an issue yeah and that's that. you know that you it's a really good point as a first year tech coach you're trying to fill out you know, where, where, where I've been hired to take them to a certain level, right. yet there's this basic need slash want slash understanding that teachers mm -hmm. need. And right. how do you almost stair-step that? 
uh, you know, and it's it's really easy to be like, oh, gun ho it. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> We're just going to change every guilty. classroom tomorrow. <laughs> right. Oh, guilty. I am yeah. so guilty of it. <laughs> I mean, the number of trainings I have walked into, you know, as a consultant and I'm aiming for, you know, level right. five. Yes. And all of a sudden within 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, we're, we got to go down to level one. Like uh, yeah. I can get you there, but we got to start down here and we've got to build this sucker up a little bit. And just, right. And yeah, yeah, I can only imagine on, on when you're talking about a district, you know, trying yeah. To well, and, it, and it's one of those things that, you know, I'm a huge proponent of personalized learning for students. Yeah. It's personalized mm-hmm. learning for the adults, meeting them yeah. where they are when they need it. Right. So I, yeah. So I, I started out by, I took, I did some surveys of the, of the staff. What are you, what are you doing? What are you interested in as far as PDs? Here's what I can offer. And I use that as my template for all of the other sessions. Yeah. But this one, I said, I think they really need this. Yeah. Uh, so, which, which, sure. We'll get there. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. Cause they really yeah. do need it. Just... They really do need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because yeah, we talk about, a... we talk about building relationships and it, it just really like, I'm remembering all this stuff that when my last school was international school of Bangkok. And I mean, I, I'm a total, total geek and I'll own it. Um, my wife makes fun of me all the time, but um <laughs> One of the things I became known for, I was there for four years and you have to remember this is 2008 to 2012. So the iPhone came out 2007. So mm. the iPhone's like a year old, right? At this point when I right. get there. Um, and I was so into understanding smartphones and cell phones that I would send out a email blast. I had access to the entire school's email list, <laughs> unlike you do, David. But it became like, I would stay up because we were in Bangkok. The iPhone announcement was like at, at 2 a.m. or something or midnight right. Bangkok time. But I would stay up and I would like basically, quote unquote, live blog <laughs> the announcement of the new iPhone into an email, right? And it was this email with like my thoughts and why you should upgrade and why you shouldn't upgrade and why you should buy Android over iPhone yes. or iPhone over Android. And the first year I sent out, I sent this out to all staff and everybody was kind of like, this guy's weird. Like, this is, this is Cause it has nothing to do. And, and, and this is the point. It had nothing to do with solving problems in the classroom. Yeah. I was yeah. solving a need of people wanted to move into a smartphone world, but didn't know the difference mm-hmm. between an iPhone, an iPhone 3G, I think was the second version that came yeah, out. Yeah. And so, and like, should I upgrade? <laughs> So the, and then, so it became the thing I did. So every year it was like Jeff's take on the new iPhone announcement. <laughs> well, by year three, I have people emailing me before the announcement. Like, so are you going to let us know? Oh, that's so you funny. know, and so it became this thing that I, it was, uh, I was solving a need that wasn't even tech based as a way to build relationships. Yeah. I, I, I totally yeah. agree. I, yeah. and same, same vote is, uh, I just had a teacher last last week he came to me and said hey um i want to get a new personal computer what's your yeah Yeah. i want to go to costco and i just don't know what to get yeah i'm like well let's talk about it let's see (laughs) but i'm just i'm wondering like with your newsletter with your newsletter and stuff is there a way to even be like as the holiday season's coming around here are my picks for if i was Mm, buying a teenager a cell phone i wouldn't buy them the iphone 11 I'd buy them the iPhone yeah. seven refurbished or whatever it happens to be, right? Like, yeah. you know, whatever you wanted to do. Or, or for example, you're, you're looking to buy a, 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 you know, a middle schooler, you have a middle school child at home and you want to buy them their first laptop. Here's the three Chromebooks I'd recommend. 
You know, yeah. here's one from Costco, one from Amazon, yeah. because you can build those relationships around tech. And, and the thing I love about this, uh, the thing I loved about it is you are solving people's needs in the real world. And we all live in a tech world. Yeah. Yep. And so even though it's, it's not, you know, in the classroom specifically, you're still solving problems for people in a technology way that shows that A, I understand, B, I'm here to help and to support you. And, and for me, it was not work, man, because I was going to stay up to midnight. <laughs> and gonna anyway. about the, I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> you know, I literally was going to do it anyway. Um, and I just turned it into, you know, something as, as a way of kind of helping other people. And even the year after I left, I had people at that school still <laughs> wondering if they could get the latest update at that time, whatever it was, the iPhone 4 had come out, you know. That's funny. Um, but I just, you know, I, I think about that as just, that need is still there to your point that you have people coming to you still today saying like, I want to buy a a computer. I want to buy it from Costco. Which one do you recommend? I'll be like, shoot, I'll grab, I'll jump on the Costco website and go geek out for a minute on processors (laughs) and Ram. I have no problem doing that for somebody, you know? And now you just, now you just made it a newsletter. So now I'm going to stay up all night figuring this thing out. (laughs) That's right. So I can have it there by Black Friday. Oh, see the Black Friday newsletter. Black Friday newsletter. That would be perfect. That would be perfect. Yeah. Love it. I just think there's, you know, there's so many ways to, to support people in their needs around tech, both in school and out of school. And, and again, it comes back to building those relationships and what that yeah. looks like. And just what are ways that you can, you can do that. And there's so many different ways to, to support people. Um, in that. Um, well, let's flip gears a little bit. We've kind of, we kind of talked that one out. Um, <laughs> and now um, one of the things we were going to talk about is uh, coding. You were talking about um, before we started recording, doing some coding, uh, especially around Tinker. Can you talk a little bit about that in your schools, David? What's going on with, with coding? And- um, right now, that's just in it, in its infancy. But when I was a library media specialist, I, was, I did a lot of coding with the kids. Um, and I was, I was a person that liked them to actually learn the actual coding at elementary, if you can believe that. Yeah. Um, I had actually had um, some fourth and fifth graders coding with Python, um, easy wow. Python. But um, still. That's, wow. Yeah. Using Code Combat. So I don't know if you guys know about Code no, Combat. Code but it's, Combat. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so that's a shout out to that Code, code Combat people. <laughs> um, and we'll put a link but, in the show notes. We always do. But Tinker as I, as I started looking into Tinker a little bit more, um, they have everything from, from Java to HTML5 to Python. Um, and even the, they even have the pre-K to K with the Tinker Junior, but yeah. I wish it was online, but it's only an app. So, mm-hmm. uh, but, and I so mean, is this a program you're rolling out, starting to implement? Are I'm you doing it through at, your libraries or where, where do you see this fitting? I'm, I'm, looking at, um, I'm looking at possibly bringing it in um, like I did with Flipgrid. Um, I actually had one of those turtles that I was talking about. <laughs> She's a, actually a library media specialist and she started using Flipgrid um, after um, Joe Marquez, one of my good buddies from down south. I don't know if you guys know Joe. Um, he's, he's came up to do keynotes for our Google summits in Toppenish and, uh, he, he really likes Flipgrid. And so after that, 
my library media specialist went back to our classroom, started using Flipgrid. Yeah. And so I took that and I said, okay, let's, let's make, let's pull this into the district and start using it district wide. And so I have high schoolers using it. Um, and uh, so I was like, I'm going to, I want to try coding now. And that's where Tinker came along. It's, I was like, let's look at Tinker and possibly bringing that in starting at the elementary level. Mm -hmm. And you're doing you're do, doing some learning around that right now, right, David? So, I, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I'm on a <laughs> jump into a, a Tinker webinar, um, <laughs> thinking like I want to get this going in with our littles too, and uh, do the coding thing. So, and I see David Steiner, top niche Washington. I'm like, David, <laughs> this is awesome. How you That's doing? Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I um I I never really played with Tinker a lot. The the only time I played with it is when I was a substitute teacher. When we moved back here to the states, I substituted for a couple of years, and when I was a sub, I basically just saw it as basically my own personal lab site. I was basically <laughs> treated as I was a scientist, and they're my little specimens, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I would take in. I have an iPad too. I had an Android tablet, and I downloaded all these coding games. Mm -hmm. And I would literally go in and just like hand them, hand the devices out to kids, like, "Hey, go, will you play this game and let me know what you think?" And mm -hmm. over and over, Tinker came back as one of the ones where I couldn't. I literally was like okay, well, this kid's disruptive in class and I'm a substitute teacher. So I've got a little bit different perspective on this. He's being disruptive in class, but he really likes playing tinker. Go learn to code, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> just sit in the corner and you can tinker away all day, right? Um, yeah. But it was really interesting. That was with third graders, you know, yeah. the, the class I'm thinking about where mm -hmm. I had one kid, he was just, he was totally into it. Cool. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's doing all this math. You think mm -hmm. if this is a kid who's not engaged in school in a traditional sense, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he's in, he's learning math through a different avenue, through a coding yeah. avenue. Well, and that, kid, that might be the way to work, right? Yeah. And that computational thinking oh. he's going through. I mean, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. What and that's the, the, that's the other thing that I'm, I'm also bringing in because there's, there's a big, huge need with STEM hours in our district. And a lot of, a lot of teachers don't want to go out and get the STEM hours like at the ESD or, yeah. and take time off. Cause one of our biggest things in our district are one of our initiatives is attendance. And so the teachers are like, if we want our kids to be here, us teachers need to be here as well. And so they don't want to, you know, um, they feel it's important to stay in the classroom. So I'm, trying to bring in computational thinking as well. I'm learning that as well to bring that in for STEM hours. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I'm doing already. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm like learning, learning, learning. So yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about, you said you, your, your school's kind of all in with Flipgrid and we like using Flipgrid here on Shifting Art Schools as well. We've got our own Flipgrid account that you should go over and answer today's question. <laughs> oh yeah. So you can win a free, plug, whatever plug, it is yeah, for this month, <laughs> quick plug. Um, but what are some, uh, what are some ways that you've seen Flipgrid used? Like, can you give some examples at different grade levels, some cool things that you've seen happen with Flipgrid? So the first thing that we did was when we were looking through our, um, our sequence for this year for the library media specialist K5, um, we, we decided um, we used learning.com as our curriculum for okay. technology. Yep. And in there it said, do a video or do some a presentation. And so we just, we said, well, let's do a, let's do a video set of presentation in front of everybody. And then 
we're like, okay, let's do a flip grid. And that's how this whole thing started um, was that just little, that little nugget of that we're going to use this flip grid for digital citizenship. Hmm. Um, and then from there, it just steamrolled. And I have high school teachers using it. Um, right now I have one that's using it for his career tech um, class where he's posing a interview question and they're responding to that's, that interview question. Um, that's cool. I just, I was talking to one of, one of the teachers yesterday, he's a marketing teacher and um, up at the high school. And he's, he says he's using TikTok right now. Very I'm teaching cool. the kids how yeah. to use TikTok. And I said, well, Flipgrid's a perfect starter, you know, um, yeah. for those kids. Yeah. And even if they're not comfortable using TikTok yet, use Flipgrid for them to start getting themselves used to talking in front of the camera and everything. And so um, it, it was kind of, it's, it was quite a, um, cool conversation that we had between TikTok and Flipgrid yeah. and learning how to successfully use a video platform to teach students um, this different concepts. Yeah. So. And, and when do you use one over the other? I mean, that's the thing yeah. I love when yeah. I like introducing things, you know, um, especially video stuff like, you know, TikTok does some awesome stuff. It's where a lot of kids already hang out, you know, but Flipgrid's there as well. And Flipgrid yeah. does some things different they're both great platforms, but you know, why would you use this one? Why would you use that one? And anytime mm -hmm. I'm introducing tools to kids, I'm always trying to have them compare and contrast. Well, what are the positives and negatives of this tool? What are the positives and negatives of that tool? Because yeah. no matter what you choose, there's going to be positives and negatives to both, right? But right. having kids just think about that so that when they are doing stuff on their own, they can think through, okay, well, what tool am I, what tool is going to meet my need the most? And not yeah. just be like, well, I've got to right. use TikTok because that's all I know how to use. Right. That's yeah. And I, when I was talking to him about the TikTok issue, you know, or not, this is not even an issue, but the TikTok um, platform, he said um, he's using it with his 12th, uh, his seniors. And I said, that's perfect because those seniors are going out. That's right. And what, what not a better way to teach them how to use TikTok correctly when they're out there? Because it, it is a social media. And right. so if, if colleges happen to find your TikTok and you're not, you know, you do something bad on there, they're going to say you're out or I'm not right. even going to accept you into college. Yeah. Yep. Or on the opposite end, and one of the schools I'm working with, they have a kid who has a couple of different TikToks that he's created that have over a million views. Yeah, right. mm -hmm. And so now the conversation yep. at that district is, is how do you help this kid harness mm -hmm. his messaging board? You, you have yep. a message board. What are you going to do with that? You know, now you can do a 30 minute digital citizenship lesson, or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you right. can talk about how do you influence people inside of a platform like TikTok in a very positive way. Yeah. And there's no common sense media 30 minute lesson that is yeah. going to be able to do that the way that you can when you have kids actually in these places. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it just doesn't become any better digital citizenship to actually have kids in spaces where they can learn to do this stuff appropriately and correctly with a caring adult next to them. Yes, and I'll exactly. Off that soapbox because you know once I get on that soapbox, it's all downhill. Hey, I, you, you don't want me to get on that soapbox either, man. Yeah. I, I, do, I do digital citizenship trainings to foster parents and parents all over the Yakima Valley. So, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a soapbox for me too. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, 
thank you so much. I have nothing else. Is there anything else you guys want to chat about or something that we covered? And nope, I'm all good. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you, David, for taking great. time out of your night. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, great episode just on becoming a, a first year tech coach yeah, in a school fun. district that's never had one before. I mean, that's a lot yeah. of hurdles to overcome. Oh, yes. uh, I mean, Chris has talked here that he had to even write the, write his own job description <laughs> to get the job. <laughs> <Right>. you know, <laughs> that's pretty good. Now you got to live up to what you said you're going to do on paper. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, appreciate you taking time. Really appreciate it. Uh, and we'll, we'll chat with you later. Yeah. I would love to do this again too. Yeah. All right. Thanks awesome. David. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit sospodcast.org, facebook.com slash Jeff Udick, and on Twitter at judick. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time on Shifting Our Schools.